This is Where I'm At, a podcast on health, wellness, and yoga. I'm Lauren D'Angelo. I'm a yoga teacher, writer, and a marketer, and I will be doing the interviewing of my teachers on this podcast. The important people in my life who have taught me and helped me and shaped my life into what it is today. If you listen to this podcast, you can expect to hear talks on health, wellness, yoga, and lifestyle. This is a fun, lighthearted podcast where my hope is you learn something new that you can take away and implement in your life. Plus, you get the added bonus of getting to know local yoga teachers and those in the health and wellness field in the Boston area and beyond. Today, I have one of my really good friends, Julie DeLuca Collins. I like to describe her as a dream chaser and somebody who is really committed to helping others along their path. Um, Julie, thank you so much for being here today. It's really nice to talk to you. It is always a pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me, Lauren. I am honored to be in your podcast. Yeah, I feel like in the last few months, we've had a chance to just do so much together. Um, I think what was a couple of months ago, you know, I helped you pull something together. And then since Mm -hmm. then, I feel like we've just been collaborating over and over, which I think is totally amazing. Um, And I know that you've had a lot of changes this year, like Mm. so many of us. And so I really wanted you to take some time to talk about what your path has been like and, you know, where your passions have been lying as of late with regards to helping others along the way. Oh, yeah. So thank you so much. I am a firm believer that people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And when I met you last year, I thought, oh, my gosh, I love her and I want to keep Keep her in my universe. And I think that <laughs> we have found a way to do that. Yes. And, and for sure, I am so grateful for you and everything and every key role that you've had in, in my life in the past year, because it's been, I guess, August of last year is when I first met you. August of last year. So it's going to be just a little under a year and a half ago, right? Isn't that crazy? What changes yeah. have occurred <laughs> since that so, time? So many changes. And I think that if you had, when I met you, if you had said to me, this is where you're going to be in December, 2020, I would have said no way, or, yeah. or I don't know about that. Right. I don't think I'm ready for that, but none of us were really ready for the kind of year that we had. Nobody mm-hmm. could really anticipate it. But I think that one of the gifts that this year has brought is that now we are just sort of riding this wave and learning to do it well, even despite some of the stumbles. And I'm so excited to be at the place that I'm at right now. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what has been going on in your world since, since COVID, right? COVID, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So when I first met you in uh, up to March of this year, I was chief innovation officer for an educational organization out of New York. I have been in the education industry field for the past 20 years. I grew as a little corporate person. I, I taught first and I love teaching, but I knew that, you know, I wanted to do something more. Uh, I guess I'm a little ambitious and I continued to grow in, in the corporate ladder, right? And I really loved what I do and really loved the organization I was working with. Um, and that's kind of how you and I met. I took a, a certification for social emotional learning and yoga teacher and you you were one of the instructors. And again, last year, I and, and throughout the year, I really was, again, excelling at this career, developing programs, and, and really, if someone said, were you happy, 
in your job and your role in your life? I would have said, of course, you know, I, I'm good at what I do. I love what I do. I really feel like I'm making an impact also in education, in the lives of teachers, students, parents. But when COVID hit, my organization was hit really hard mm. with the pandemic. Schools shut down in New York City, which is where we were predominantly doing some of the work. And all of a sudden, the company was in a very precarious position and had to make the decision to actually let go of uh, a few a few people, including uh, two of us senior C-level executives in order, you know, and those tough decisions happen, not because you wanted them, but because you really believe in the mission of the organization. And you really believe that this is kind of the best way to service and to go through um, and, and provide the, the, the support that to, to your clients, right? And in essence, the school districts were our clients. So I, I was shocked to find myself unemployed. Mm. And all of a sudden, feel like, wow, I don't, I don't think I've ever, you know, been let go of a job. And now what's next? And uh, I, I think that for myself, I had already been toying with what my next chapter will be. Um, in April of this year, and because I was having a big birthday in April, uh, throughout the previous six months, I started to think, okay, well, how long will I be at this career? I had gotten mm. to a point where you get to the C-level executive and, you know, what else could you do? So I knew that my passions really uh, were in helping women, leadership programs, and I've been working in those as a volunteer. Uh, in nonprofit organizations and some other organizations here in Connecticut where I live. And I thought, you know, maybe someday I'll do some more of that. And maybe someday that will be what I focus on. And when someday came, right, and, and it happened so quickly, there was no doubt in my mind that this was sort of the universe aligning and saying, okay, mm -hmm. you thought you were going to do this. You wanted to have everything together. You wanted to execute a plan and then think about how this would happen. But now it's time to sink or swim. I think that a lot of people, when change happens, you really feel like I can't do it. But yeah. I just felt like, this is it. I need to do it. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I launched, um, well, I launched a podcast as well, which uh, yeah. was uh, such an exciting endeavor. And I love it. It really is a hard project for me. But mostly what I am doing is I am helping women in, as mm -hmm. a physician. I am a certified coach. I, I, I had gotten my certification some time back in cognitive behavioral therapy or techniques rather, and also holistic coaching. Uh, of mm -hmm. course, I, I'm a yoga teacher <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, mindfulness practitioner and social emotional learning practitioner. So all of these experiences and all of these things that I, I have under my belt that have helped me. And ultimately, I am my best client when mm -hmm. it comes to coaching and all of these skills and yeah. leadership. I, I am now trying them and hopefully uh, given, uh, given the right tools to the women who are coming into my universe so right. that they can do and be confident because sometimes we just need someone to be our cheerleader in, in, in those areas. That's right. I totally agree. It's amazing. I mean, I, I do think that so much of, I was just, I, I somebody previous who I had on, um, this podcast, I said the same thing too. I do feel like we are our best, you know, 
proof, right? Knowing Mm. that you're brave enough to kind of move forward and really do what it is that you want to do with regards to what the next steps are in your life are only going to encourage and inspire other people, including the people that you eventually work with, right? Being able to say, well, I, I did it right. Like Mm -hmm. I, I found myself at, you know, kind of ground zero figuring out, okay, well now where, where do I build from here? Where do I go from here? It, it it's only going to help other people in, in their kind of path to say, okay, if other people can do it and this is what it looked like for her, I know that I can find my way too. So where did you start, Julie? Like when, you know, you were found out, okay, this is it. I'm not going to have this job anymore. Mm-hmm. You went to bed that night, you woke up the next morning and you kind of were like, what, what do I do now? Where did you start? So I, um, it started bef- while I was in bed. It really is where it started. Um, I so so to give you a little bit of context, the organization that I worked with, um, I started working with them twelve years ago, and it uh, I came to work there because I knew the founder of the organization. She was a former teacher, someone that I'd been a colleague with in some of the national work that we were doing on behalf of education, and. Um, she became someone who was a mentor and someone who was a friend in in other ways. And, and, and this doesn't happen in the business world a lot, but mm-hmm. she was kind of like another mother to me. Yeah. And she passed away in 2017. Uh, so it, it was a, a difficult transition, both personally and professional, um, because I lost well my boss and there was uncertainty related to what would this what would happen to to the business. And the second part, I had lost someone who was very dear to me. So when I lost the job, I think that, you know, in some way, like I immediately knew, like I, and and of course, you know, this is COVID. We were under, under quarantine, the companies in New York, I'm here in Connecticut. I got a call and it was done over the phone. And I, I remember at first, I remember as soon as I, I got on the phone with our CEO, who I think very highly of, mm-hmm. and I knew immediately. I'm like, okay. Really? And, and I thought, okay, well, in, in um, that night, I happened to have a, uh, a group of people from my church who I was supposed to be leading a group. And uh... I, I happened to be just not in the right headspace, but I knew that I needed to show up. And it was sort of like this great uh, sense of support system that rallied against me uh, and, and with me in that moment. And as I went to bed that night, I remember having the same feeling I had after my dad passed away. Mm. And it was sort of like that grief and yeah. that like, okay, what's next? And, and I knew that no matter what came next, I would be okay. I have a phenomenal loving husband who I refer to as hashtag handsome, hot husband. And I knew (laughs) that he, he was going to, to no matter what be by my side. And as I was trying to sleep, I sat up and I said, okay, what is your mission and what is your vision? Because if you're going to take a step and go into this direction, you need to be very clear. And then all of a sudden 
um, what I what I felt my mission was for myself as a coach and what I wanted to do in whatever shape this took, and then create a, a, also a vision, right? And then of course the strategist and, and and corporate executive in me went immediately into creating a strategic plan and a business plan of sorts. And by the time I got up. I was ready. I was done. And, and I started to um, then tangible steps. Okay, well, what do I need? I need a new laptop because I, this is my work laptop. And um, what are going to be my offerings? What are my neck? And, and, and everything just started to sort of pull together in the same way and the same skills that I would have used in the boardroom, in a yep. business world, in my company, had we had something big happened right and it yeah. happens in, in 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 the business world that all of a sudden you need to pivot you need to change and you start to create like okay what do we have what are our resources what are the new things and started to create some tangible goals so mm -hmm. that's how it all started and it started that night that is so <clears throat> like almost right away you were right into it you here we go what's this going to look like you just right. yeah and some some things um have certainly evolved and changed from because I may have had a vision, but it wasn't as clear. And it's not until you actually begin to practice it. Yeah, then you one become better, but you also are able to then clarify what that vision is a little more closely. Yeah, I mean, you really have to be able to be fluid and flexible, knowing that you're mm -hmm. not going to have all the answers right out of the gate. And knowing mm -hmm. that you're one person and there's only so much that you can do to get this off the ground. Right. And so it is really a ebb and flow of kind of pressing on the gas and then letting up a little bit and then mm -hmm. going forward. And then, and I, when I first, first started on this journey of Lola yoga and wellness, I kind of was the same way where I, I wanted it all right away immediately. Mm -hmm. And then I just have started to learn over time that it's a process and I'm not going to rush that process and things mm -hmm. are going to change. And I need to be able to move along with that. And I, I, from a personal growth, I'm changing too. And so I think I'm much more mindful than I ever have been on what it is that I'm putting out into the universe. Mm. And I think that, you know, quality content and really focusing on what the key objectives are and kind of continuing to hit on that single spot of, or multiple, right. But not too many that like sweet spot of mm -hmm. what the objectives are. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what, what your objectives are. And if, and if somebody wanted to, you know, research what Julie has been up to, where can they go? Sure. So I, the first thing we did is we launched a, a website, right? Because everybody tells you, you need to have a website. You, you really don't, but that's probably where you can find me or you can find me on the socials. So uh, the first thing that, uh, and, and, and really that was a great exercise, not so much because you need a website, but because it really helped to define like, okay, what are your offerings? What that's are you right. giving people? What are you doing? How do people like, you know, learn more about what you do? That's right. And, and I needed to really, you know, you cannot be everything to everyone. Yeah. And I am a person that recovering people pleaser. And I learned, you know, thankfully I learned 
and I, I slide back, but sometimes we, we try to spread ourselves too thin. Yeah. And I thought if I can define the one thing that I can really do well and do it for people, then I am going to be able to service more people as opposed to trying to service more people by giving so little of what you do. And for me, I knew that I'm a teacher at heart that comes naturally. It, it is uh-huh. probably innate in me. I grew up in a family of educators. So whether I am working with an individual and, and I have clients that I work with one-to-one and helping them maybe um, align or create a business strategy or launch a business or maybe grow a business that they've had for a while. But also um, I work with women who are maybe struggling and, and need some of the assistance and how do I redirect? And I think that a lot of times as women and, and, and men as well, we tend to live in fear and we tend to live mm-hmm. with stories that we have created and believe for ourselves that are not necessarily mm-hmm. real, that keep us from, and prevent us from being better versions of who we are meant to be. And it's so true. shifting it's so our true. thought is key. And that's part of what, yeah. part of what I work with, with my clients. And of course I have content, I have courses and, and different things. I uh, actually um, just completed a goals course because an organization that I've partnered with said, you know, we, we see a lot of people pivoting. We see a lot of people struggling and they're not sure what their next move is. And, and, mm-hmm. and really trying to figure out how we can best serve executives in the nonprofit world, we found that nonprofits are having to um, reinvent themselves, right? Everybody's having to reinvent in some way or another. And the best way to really be able to achieve something new is to set some tangible SMART goals for yourself. So I created yeah. I created this course that includes uh, creating a personal brand for yourself, whether you're a business or a professional, that you, you really are clear in who you are, what you uh-huh. offer, what your values are, what may be some of the um, things that may derail you and how to mm-hmm. be able to create a plan to develop to the future person that you want to be or the future entity how, you want to be. How does the course work? Is it an online course? Is it a, a one-to-one like offering where <laughs> you meet with the client? How does it work? Yeah, so I, I actually have the course ready to go to an online platform and it's going to be available for purchase. That's the first thing. However, I do incorporate that into both my one-to-one um, coaching or into the group sessions. And it's broken up specifically, for instance, the group session, the group coaching that I am doing for business owners in is uh, really laid out to not only set up individual targets for what they want their goals to be professionally and for their businesses, but also be able to um, understand what are the other key takeaways that they need in order to achieve those. And I think that many people as entrepreneurs, I have found, and in being in this universe right now, is that we tend to be um, the victim of attention deficit of oh shiny oh yeah right? yeah like we need oh this sounds really good yeah oh i should do that mm-hmm. but then that really takes you away from really being able to do something and do it well it's the so truth that's it's really the-, the focus of the coaching right now and how i incorporate the course i love that i mean i do think that it is 
really important for individuals to get to the root of what it is that they want to do and then really decide from there because there are there is a lot of content it's really mm. funny there's this dynamic some people believe that there's too much content out there some people think that there there'll never be enough right there's so many human mm. beings on this on this planet in this world and you know i'm not really quite sure what the answer is but i do think that at times those that are paying attention can get very overloaded by the amount of content and the mm -hmm. amount of different directions that they want to go i'm a perfect example right like at one point i was like it's a life coach and then it was a uh, no it's not it's you know something different and then it was something different and when i really sat down and finally like wrote it out and thought about it as you know i went back to school it was mm -hmm. it was it was it was social work i was like no this this is actually what i really want to be able to do and that mm. took a lot of um talking to other people it took a lot of networking to understand mm -hmm. um it took a lot of digging and personal a lot of personal reflection of if the world were my oyster what does it look like for me in five years oh, for sure right and and i think that the beauty of what it is that you're saying that you have to offer is that you can help guide but at the same time julie this is your background like this is your wheelhouse building education tool educational tools is what you come from right so right. i think it's an amazing shift um and i'm like so proud to to Thank know you. where you're going with it <laughs> I think it's so great. Thank you. It, it really has been such a journey of growth for me because I think that, um, again, I, I am not teaching or facilitating or coaching someone on something that I myself have not, not experienced. done or experienced. <laughs> That's right. as, as a boss, I used to tell my staff, hey, if it, you know, I am not asking you to do something that I haven't done or wouldn't be willing to do myself. Um, and I think that the same way with my coaching clients, I I have been very successful at growing businesses and, mm -hmm. and growing um, individual business lines for companies, for the different companies that I have worked with. And in that, I know that I can help someone. If, you know, for instance, someone is launching and they're not sure how to be able to um, create a business plan. And then what are the things that they need and what are the things that are going to create more traction as opposed to allowing yourself to be distracted? Because like you said, we live in a world that content is, you want it, it's there. Yeah. Um, my coach, my, my, my weight loss coach, one of the things that she talks about, because she puts out a lot of great content. And when people get overwhelmed with the amount of content, she says, you know, my content and my, my, my work, and I adopt this myself is it's like Netflix. You choose yep. and you can go in and you choose. You yep. don't have to go through it all, but stick to one thing, yeah. do it well. And then yeah. when you are, have, have practiced and have mastered that, and again, there's no such thing as mastery because right. there's another level when we feel we got it, we have to learn the lesson in another right. way, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but you, you can go back to it and it's there and take, and this is why I feel like that goal setting is so important, whether it be for professional or personal. Because if you set a goal and then you reverse engineer it, then the key is to be able to go in and step by step, what are you doing today 
that mm-hmm. takes you to the goal for three months. What are you doing this week? And what are your wins? And then reevaluate what didn't you win and what needs to be changed and what needs to evolve and what needs to look different to be able to get you there. And how close are you getting? And if you're not getting close, then it's not about, oh, I didn't achieve the goal. It's a, to move the date. Move yeah. the time that you'll achieve it, right? Don't yeah. sit in the in the in the judgment of oh, I'm terrible. I didn't get it. No, you were learning. You need you were a beginner. So yeah. now keep going. Yeah. What about um, have you ever worked with anybody who, you know, they they want to go down this path, they're they're trying to go down this path, but they're having a hard time with motivation, hitting those dates. Could it be a matter of passion and maybe it not necessarily being exactly what they thought it was going to be, right? So, mm. so you know, where people are kind of changing, it's like, oh, I thought it was this, but now that I'm actually doing this, I don't <laughs> actually think it's that. I think it might be something else because I think this happens yeah. a lot. And I think it's it does because I think people feel, and I'm not, I don't know for sure, but I think that there could be a feeling of, failure or like, I thought I really wanted this. And now that I'm heading in that direction, it doesn't feel good. I don't feel motivated. I don't feel like it's what I expected Mm -hmm. to feel. What do you got? How do you guide individuals through that? So here's the one thing. I, most of us, when we are in high school and we are told, oh, what do you want to do when you grow up? Yeah. <laughs> most of us have some sort of idea. Well, maybe had, had a clearer idea when we were little than when we were in high school. Yeah. And the thing about um, going after something and then finding that we are not good at it, or maybe it's not suited for us, is that most of us think, okay, I made a mistake, but here I am. I'm done. I keep, I need to keep pressing ahead. That's right. Here's the thing. You need to just shift how you're thinking about what you're doing and say, okay, well, you know, maybe being an accountant and, and I decided I'm going to open an accounting business because I, 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 you know, I'm good with numbers. And then when you're really in the thick of things, you're like, oh, the, yeah, this is not for me. Right. But how, what is it that you can take your skills that you're good at and then be able to recreate that? Um, you know, I, I give the example of, uh, yoga, for instance, the first time someone may go to a yoga class, it may not be for them, but that doesn't mean that another type of practice wouldn't be for them. And also understanding that just because you're, you're not succeeding or feeling that passionate about what you're doing it doesn't mean that you can't take the lessons and apply them to something else. It's oh. just a matter of really redefining. And, and we are black and white in our society. We think we're either fail or succeed, yeah. but there's no such thing as success. It's just the practice. It's just yeah. the noticing of what we are doing and then using those skills and applying them. Because if, if we're deciding to shift, it's okay to shift. It's okay to change. It's okay to, you know, so for instance, like you said, you were, excuse me, you were, you know, maybe a life coach. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, mm, not the right fit. Yeah. Social work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people could have said, oh, I already, I was all in on this and, oh, it's going to take forever to be a social worker now. Right. But time passes anyway. So fat. Yep. 
That's right. And it's the it's the journey that actually creates the success in, in my mind, because the lessons that you're learning and the experiences that you're gaining through whatever it is that you're doing are going to take you and make you the person that you are supposed to be. And, and uh, you will find a lot more fulfillment in that. I could not agree with you more. I mean, there is so much that I have learned from my past that I continue to take along with me. I mean, when I mm. first started, it's funny that you bring this up too, because when I first started as a young girl, I remember thinking, I want to be a child psychologist. And then mm. through the through the path of college, decided, no, it's marketing and business, which is a which right. psychology was my major. And I started to create the parallel of, mm-hmm. wow, like the brain and the connection to the emotional connection to things is strong or mm. can be strong. And so that's what got me into marketing and to product. And now for it only to come full circle through my yoga journey of, well, no, actually I did all along want to work, you know, whether individual or with groups, but it, there is that idea of, you know, guiding and working through, um, you know, life with, with others. And so I do think that there is that path that you do have to go through I don't think if somebody came to me seven years ago, eight years ago and said, you should go to social work school, I would not have, I wasn't ready. Whereas this year, to your point with time, every year that went by, I kept thinking to myself, if I had just applied to school and started now, I'd be like halfway through this semester Mm -hmm. And, you know, so-and-so, however long through the actual program. And so eventually I just kind of thought, well, if I keep thinking about it this much and it keeps coming back, it keeps showing up for me, then I really need to explore it and I need to dig into Mm -hmm. it. But I, I think to your point, it doesn't mean that everything that I've done prior to going to school was not part of my journey and not applicable to what it is that I'm going to be doing in the future. I think it's actually because of all the things mm-hmm. that I've done in my past. So I, I think it's a really important connection because I also agree with you that we as you know, human beings can get very caught up in this idea of, well, you know, I, I'm already so busy. I don't have time. I, I need to you know, focus on other <clears throat> things. I need to just keep going. Versus no, like this is your one shot. This is your one life. Pick your head up, take a look around, make sure mm-hmm. that there's not shifts and adjustments. Don't be scared. And nobody said that if you want to make a shift or an adjustment, it has to happen completely overnight, right? 180 right. versus what are the one, what's the one thing that you can do each day to get you one step closer to to really going towards that, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that one of the things that you just said, and this is something that I tell my clients, is that nobody gives us time. We make it. That's right. We make it. We we prioritize. We decide what's important, what fits into our schedule. And sometimes in going through, for instance, I have clients that say, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. When will I... XYZ, right? Mm-hmm. And then we do an exercise in which we go through and we talk about, okay, what does your day look like? When do you get up? When do you go to bed? What are you doing right before you go to bed? And there's so much that we live in this white noise, white yeah. space. 
in which the activities and the things that we do, like we scroll mindlessly, mm-hmm. that's white noise. Yeah. We're not realizing how much time we're actually doing that. Yeah. Um, we, we also, you know, we, we live and we allow these beliefs that, oh, I, I, I need to um, do, you know, whatever, but the, the, here's the thing. I have, I, I've always said that nobody else will clean a toilet better than I can. I am going <laughs> to scrub the crud out of that toilet. But when I was traveling, it, you know, when I was I, in, in my job, my company was based out of New York and we had contracts in school districts, a lot of different places. And I was traveling a lot. Did I want my house to look nice and be clean? Of course. Right. But I needed to decide if I yeah. said yes to cleaning toilets, then, and I was still doing my whatever traveling and job, then I was saying no to maybe time with my husband. That's right. So you need to really be able to define, is it that important or is it something that you can delegate to somebody else and be okay? Did you hire a cleaning lady? Did you hire oh, one? That, I've <laughs> always had a cleaning lady to my husband's dismay. We actually, um, with COVID, you know, it, we've been a little more hesitant, but yeah. yeah, I, and I remember that that was the, the big, like, discussion when we first got married eight years ago. I was like, what? I've never had a cleaning service. I'm like, what? I've never not had one. Like, what's wrong with you? Right. And uh, so we went through this process and I remember when we we finally hired somebody. And of course I had to check them out forever. And when I hired (laughs) them, my husband came home and he's like, this is so nice. It's the most amazing thing ever. (laughs) Right. And again, I'd like to keep a nice home. I'd like to do certain things, but if, you know, and even now, right? Like right now we're running a business. So Sunday mornings, we, we produce the podcast and for as much work as we do before the Sunday morning release, you know, there's some things that we got to do. So what does that mean? What, what gives up? What don't we do? Right. 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 So maybe it's laundry so is a little bigger. That's it's oh my god, <laughs> right. absolutely. It's it's definitely dealt it's definitely picking and choosing. Um, mm-hmm. it's funny that the cleaning lady one's a funny one because I decided a couple of years ago when I was working full time and teaching a ton, mm-hmm. I just I, I I I made the decision too. And honestly, best decision I ever ever made, right? Being mm-hmm. single and living on my own, walking into a clean home was the best gift I ever got myself. Cause it was just kind of like, wow, somebody right. else is helping me achieve my goals. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Like, the cleaning lady became my best friend. I'm like, you are one of the only, like you're doing this thing for me that is, pr- mm. it's just priceless. Right. And I'm grateful it is yeah. serve. And I grateful that I can, uh, you know, I can right. have such a pleasure in my life. I mean, we, we can all, I'm, I'm, I'm so lucky to be able to do that. Right. And I just, it's really something that I treasure because it's just that one thing that I feel like I do where it's, it's, it's helpful for me to, you know, my brain does work in a way where it is kind of like feng shui. I can't sit and mm. work not with things amok around my home. It's just, yeah, you, you and I are in the same, in the same plane. We actually have been doing renovation projects and I thought we were almost done with this project and our, our dining room table is, um, 
not it, it's it's being painted and and it's like <laughs> I, I I feel in this portion of myself not at peace because yeah. it's like oh my god this is a disaster and there are areas in my house which are a disaster but I attack them right <laughs> yeah. but my brain really struggles really it struggles. Does, totally totally yeah. Okay, so tell us one last thing I want you to talk about is um, before we get to the good stuff of your mm-hmm. favorite quote and your teachers, you you started a Facebook group, right? Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about, and your book too, don't you have a book? Oh, I have a book. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things to do and making time. So yeah, so I, 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 again, one of the things that happened this year, I, long story short, um, I wrote a book many, many, many years ago, and I met someone who said, you should put a book proposal together. I did. And then I met with a publisher and he said, you know, this is a great idea. He's like, however, have you thought of maybe just telling your story? Because one of the things that I heard you say is that people ask you all the time, well, how did you get so confident? How did you get that? And I think that people want to know that. And I said, well, I'm not confident. And I think that that's one of the things that I want women to know. When people look at me, they say, oh my God, look at her. She's got a great husband and she's traveled everywhere and she, this and that. And that's the picture that you see, but you don't see me when I am sitting at the edge of my bed and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Or, or I'm going to, I'm going to be terrible at it. And I'm, and I'm in that beating myself up and allowing my inner critic to just be very loud and obnoxious. Right. Yep. But I step up and what are the things and what are the simple habits that have allowed me to go in despite the sorrow, despite the shame, despite the insecurity, be able to move forward. And I think that these are simple things. And I'm interviewing other women who have gone confidently ahead. And what is it that it took for them to achieve some of their dreams? And what are the skills? And what is the motivation that got them there? So I'm putting, it's called Confident You. I love uh, it. Uh, I, the, actually we were going to have the pre-release this, this week on the 14th, but I am, again, not as confident about confident to you and not because I haven't been working on it, but because I really wanted to make sure that, um, I was doing this in in the best possible way. So it's going to release December 31st, Wow! my pre-release the actual, and that's the ebook. Um, and, or it's going to go on pre-sale on the 31st. Cause I wanted to release it this year. Right. I'm getting it done. Um, and then the actual book, the release right now, I'm looking for it to be Valentine's oh. because it'll be like a little love, um, a, a Valentine love. for the world. Yeah. Yes. So that's, that's a little bit of what I'm working with. And I do have a Facebook group and I, and I've been trying to bring in teachers to the Facebook group. I ran a challenge that I wanted to make sure that in the book, one of the things that I talk about are the five piece to confidence is you have to be peaceful. You have to be purposeful, passionate. When you have all of these and you become uh, stronger and more powerful physically and emotionally, and then it allows you to then go out and uh, become more prosperous in your life. And that necessarily doesn't mean having a million dollars in the bank, but having being in a place where you have gratitude for all of the gifts in your life. So they, this five-day challenge was the play experience. And it was talking about the different things and the pillars, the five pillars that allow you to be 
uh, more confident. And you came in and you were gracious enough to share your insights on what does it mean to be peaceful and have that mm. peaceful you. Um, so the group is is still, you know, going strong. We have some amazing women in there and uh, we're continuing to grow as uh, <clears throat> And actually today is 21 days yeah. before the end of the year. So one of the things that I'm going to be doing today is I'm going to be doing 21 days of mindfulness in there. Oh, I love that. I, I want people to start to reshift, right? Nothing is going to change magically January 1st. The mm-hmm. one thing that can change magically is how we view our world and how we show up for ourselves if we're doing the work and we're spending time in that moment, in that precise moment that sometimes we tend to avoid or ignore. Yeah. So what does play stand for? Uh, It's pillars for um, a better, oh my gosh, you're putting me on the spot now. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) It's early in the morning, my God. Uh, Pillars. Uh, hold on. I'm going to, uh, oh my gosh, really? <laughs> wow. Hold please. Um, okay. We'll edit this hold part on. out. <laughs> I, that's fine. It's pillars to live an amazing, confident you. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And yeah. this play, so is play an acronym? It is pillars for leaving an amazing you. So pillars for living an amazing you. Okay, great. P-L-I-W. I love it. That's amazing. That's so yeah. cool. Okay. Yes. Um, tell us about who your teachers are. So I have a three very special teachers. And I would say the one that I probably um, refer to the most is my dad. And my dad and I had a very close relationship. I, um, there isn't a day, honestly, that doesn't go by that I think, oh my gosh, I wish I could talk to him or I, I do talk to him in some ways. Um, he is a person that really influenced me in my career and mm-hmm. always told me that I could do anything I set my mind to. Mm-hmm. He um, certainly, you know, again, I think that I would love to ha- hear his thoughts today mm-hmm. on what I am doing. I, um, so he, he definitely was a teacher because he came from very humble beginnings. He was born in Manhattan when in, in the projects of Manhattan, but he wanted more for his life. And he began reading at an early age. And um, from there, he imagined a different life. He imagined a life where he could go to the opera or go to a really nice restaurant or travel the world. And he loved to have fun. And he was just someone who just made you feel very comfortable. And I learned a lot of that from him. Um, One of the first things I remember, I I, I remember very clearly, we were traveling to Miami, I must have been 11 or so. And um, he, we were, he was reading a book and he's like, oh, this is a book I've read many times. And um, it's on Walden Pond and by Henry David Thoreau. And that's the quote. That's my life quote. Um, Go confidently in the direction of your dreams. 
Oh, I love that. Or, you know, that was one of the things that um, he told me from an early age Mm. and uh, I adopted. And I Mm. think that there's many times I remember in high school or even in college or in, in my life, you know, there's things that I've wrestled with or things that I wanted to do. And then I think, go confidently. And mm. what are your dreams? What do you want to have? What do mm. you see yourself doing? And then put one foot in front of the other. What's your next best step? And, and that was a big lesson. And, yeah. and I also learn from his mistakes because my dad wasn't perfect. And, and certainly he, you know, um, he was the first one to point him out, but also I, I experienced the humanity in him as well. And I think that um, the teacher and, and the lesson was in what are the things, right, that we might be able to do differently than those that came before us? What are the things that maybe hurt somebody else or that then put us in a place where we, we hurt ourselves? because of the decisions that we make. So he has always been my teacher. And again, um, he's very close to mine because Go Confidently Services yeah. is, is, is my company. So you think of him every day. It's funny, he sounds a lot like my dad. That's that's very interesting. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Who else is your teacher? So I would say my other teachers are my grandparents, my maternal grandparents. I lived with them until... Oh, I was um, probably 10, 11 as well. My mom is from El Salvador and um, my grandmother was a strong, uh, independent woman. She, she was born at the turn of the century of the 20th century and she grew up in a very affluent home. Now she wanted to go to school and be a teacher and her dad, it was not done in those days you know, women of a certain position in society just kind of got married. You went to school, but then you went to school so you can get married and and have a home. And my grandmother never wanted that for herself. My grandmother was very independent. So when she continued to go to school and my my great grandfather wouldn't let her work, he, she eventually said, well, I'm going to teach. So he built her a school. So she didn't have to go out and teach somewhere else. So I grew up I grew up in, uh, so I, we grew up, we had a home and the school was attached in the other side of the school. And it was an elementary school. There's several prominent people in El Salvador that attended the school. Uh, so I had that lesson of my grandmother being a strong woman who ran the school and was also a philanthropist. She was named woman of the year in 1980 in El Salvador because of all of her volunteer work. And it wasn't until recently, you know, I've always admired her and felt such um, devotion to her memory um, and inspired by her that it wasn't until recently that I'm like, oh, I do a lot of things that she does. <laughs> oh, um, that's so great. So yeah. What a good feeling. So she, though. She, she was phenomenal. She actually, uh, when people thought that she, so she, she had cancer at, at, um, let me think 70, it's 72 years old, 73. And she had, she had a rare kind of cancer that caused her to have her leg amputated. 
and many people thought okay well this is it she's 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 an amputee and you're talking about 40 over 40 years ago that you know not only a woman and that having this devastating disease but my grandmother got up and she's like okay this is not going to beat me and she learned to walk with a prosthesis that was probably heavier than you know 50 pounds because it was solid wood um she would go everywhere she continued to do the things and even became stronger and more committed to the things educating people giving people the tools giving back to the community speaking up for the things that you needed to speak up against so these are the things that i learned from her and um Again, I'm hoping that I can continue to be someone that would make her proud. That's amazing. Julie, I love it. And then last but not least, favorite quote. Tell us your favorite Go quote. Go confidently in the direction of your <laughs> of dreams. Course. Of course. One. <laughs> and then, um, so if, if anybody wanted to join or follow you on um Instagrams or Facebook. What are your handles? Just so totally. they can so find Julie you. So Julie DeLuca Collins on all of the socials. You can find me on Instagram. You can also follow the podcast, which is Casa de Confidence and Casa de Confidence Pod. And the website is Go Confidently Coaching. I love it. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank it was you really for great having me. You. It's super fun to have this conversation <laughs> with you. I can't wait to see you in person and do a little yoga practice. Oh, it'd be so great. I know. Soon enough. Soon enough. <laughs> Soon enough. But thank you so much for having me. And you're doing some amazing work. I'm so proud to know you and to see you evolve and how you're giving and, and filling people's cup throughout uh, this, you know, and, and the future has so many amazing things coming for you. So I can't wait. It sure does. Thank you so much. This podcast is produced by Jacob Rachinsky. You can check me out on Instagram and on Facebook at Lola Yoga and Wellness. Also, lolayoga.com. If you have time and if you enjoyed this podcast, please go on to Spotify or iTunes and rate this podcast. I hope you'll continue to listen. Thank you so much for being here.